0: Welcome back to the Game of Time podcast. This is episode number seven, uh, and I am Nevi, and this week I'm joined by Gav. Say hello.
1: Hello. I've returned. Not been on for a while. <laughs> no, you <we> haven't. <laughs>
0: and George.
2: Good evening, or morning, whenever you listening to this.
0: Night. <laughs> it's definitely evening for us. <laughs> Afternoon. It's like midday. <laughs> Thursday, yeah. Thursday is is often the latest I stay up. Cause I get up at like half four most days at the moment. <laughs> uh, Horrifying. Yeah. yeah, I've turned into some sort of like old man. Or something. I've got to the point where I'm like, I'm just grumpy during the day, and then I go to bed early and I get up really early. I'm turning into an old man. Yeah, I'm the same.
2: Wait, yeah, like waking up at five forty-five. It's just like god, ten. So late.
1: Oh okay. man, I'm, I'm glad I'm not like you guys.
0: Yeah, like, there's damn kids outside <laughs> <laughs> making noise. <laughs> Grandpa needs his sleep.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is, it's like I'll be going to bed, and then I, I have friends that come online at like ten thirty. It's like hey, let's let's play, let's play something. I'm like, no, don't you know what time it is?
0: Yeah, no, no, exactly <laughs> what you mean. No, it's like send me a message. I'm like asleep for like three hours, and like fancy a game of Civ, and I was like, first of all, you sent me that at 11 o'clock, we were never going to finish that game, and secondly, I was asleep for like three hours before that, never going to happen. Anyway, should we talk about some games rather than our strange sleeping patterns?
1: No, I think we should should change format, this should be a a sleep therapy podcast.
0: Yeah, I I agree actually, something I
2: have always just got a deep need to talk about.
0: Okay, so what side do you guys sleep on then? Left, right, or centre? Or like on your faces? Uh, okay.
2: I tend to start off sleeping on my back, though that's only something I've done for like in like recent years. Uh, I used to be a side sleeper, then very, then sort of a couple of years ago I started sleeping on my back, but I usually start on my back and then end up actually falling asleep properly,
1: maybe on the front, <laughs> I think.
0: there you go guys insight there we go (laughs) now we know everything about you (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, for me I'm definitely I only sleep on my left hand side inexplicable
1: I I think I tend to sleep on my right but it's not something I've paid any attention to to be honest right
0: Let's definitely talk about some games now, All like, right. All right. a few right. minutes she in exists. and we've not even mentioned a game, we've you just talked about me. sleep, okay. yeah, <laughs> the sleep podcast is sidelined for another week. <laughs> um, right, this week we're going to talk about uh, Dreadnought because George has been playing the beta and then we're going to do some Time Commanders because it was out recently on TV and then we're going to talk about some Warhammer and then if we've got time we can chat about the Vita because it's become my new favourite console. Uh, do you want to lead us off, George?
2: Uh yeah so I I I got the the key to it got me into the the beta start of the week. Uh I haven't played a huge amount. I think I've played maybe 3 4 multiplayer games and the tutorial. Uh yeah. and basically what the game yeah so the game Dreadnought uh, it's on PC and basically it's a sort of big space combat game. Uh, where you're controlling these huge uh sort of space Battleships and space frigates and space cruisers, I mean just take regular modern day warships and put space in front of them and you have the kind of fleet uh and yeah, you poodle around shooting people um, <laughs> excellent and i mean that's most that's mostly it, and it's sort of trying to recreate those i guess the sort of the the epic space combat you see in star wars and uh Star Trek and those so other things like... set in space that involve war.
1: <laughs> the other ones with like stars in them. Like uh, Battlestar Galactica, yep, that, there you go. Is,
2: yep, that's another good one. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Stargate. Stargate, yeah. I mean, all the ones where they have large spaceships just doing naval style combat they just kinda of put up alongside each other and shoot big guns at each other. And it's trying to end. I remember seeing the trailer, isn't it? It looks quite cool. Like it's they have quite a diverse class of uh, classes of ships. So you have these really sort of tiny, nimble uh, frigates, and then sort of medium-sized destroyers, which are kind of the jack of all trades, medium, bland sort of ships. Uh, and then you have you know big the, the dreadnoughts. Uh, and then you have like support ships which is just kind of uh, essentially medic ships that can float a lot float around and heal people
0: heal ships
2: yeah and so it's quite exciting cuz the we plaster yeah <laughs> big space plasters
0: massive yeah big bandage just comes out of two arms
2: yeah so you get to control like on, these um... like essentially one huge ship um and that's quite exciting cuz you know, it's not i guess there's eve is the big space sim but there's not you know there's not mm. that many games that really offer you know kind of grand scale epic space fleet engagements
0: so it so wait, you control so one you control ship at
2: one ship directly okay. uh and it's <laughs> um yeah so it's multiplayer and you know it's a standard game I think the the currently available game modes are death match uh Deathmatch where you only have one okay. life, and then I think a free for all mode. Um, okay.
0: What sort of scale are we talking about? So, let's like the think. These, shi- I mean, these ships V5. are huge.
2: So, I think sort of Star Destroyers, uh, the Enterprise. Um,
0: right, okay. So, not like um, freelancer sort of size where you're more like a.
2: No, so veteran, you're kind of like big, kind of battleship.
0: It's big and bulky.
2: Size things. And the ships look a bit like the sort of. the the ships that you get in Halo, like they're not particularly exciting looking.
0: They're like boxy, Federation they're kind of
2: just like ships, long, bobbly tubes that have guns poking out. Like, they're not, like, it, there's no, like, sort of quirky <laughs> design. Like, you're not like, ooh, that's a, you know, like the Enterprises are quite a funky looking ship.
0: Yeah. See, what what I've got in that, my head after you saying that is the end of, of a, a roll of kitchen roll <laughs> with, like, some guns attached to it. <laughs> yeah, kind of, I mean... Am I close? Yeah, I mean, then,
2: I'd uh, say so they're, they're quite, like, bulbous and, uh, so, like, the Destroyer is kind of squashed but it's sort of squashed oval with sort of big gun emplacements on it. Uh, right, okay. But, it's just been a bit disappointing, really, because it's meant to convey these huge, epic engagements that have, you know, like lasers flying and you imagine, uh, you know, your kind of crew screaming at you as different bits of the ship go down. But mm. it's all kind of been condensed in a not in not a great way. And so, so right. the so it's eight v eight, but then there's I think I've only played it on the one map. I don't I'm I don't know if it's the only map in the beta. There might be more, but it's always the one I've been put into, and it just feels really yeah. small. Like That's there's strange. no sense of like scale. Like it doesn't feel particularly epic, because the, the the one yeah. map is actually on is like on a planet rather than being a sort of space engagement.
0: Oh, on okay. A planet. That seems to sort of defeat the objective what the game seems to be about. Yeah,
2: so the way you control your... Sh- controlling your ship is pretty simple. So you just move with wires. So there's just forwards, backwards, and then A and D turn you left and right. Uh, and essentially, right. you ascend and descend with shift and spacebar. So you don't... Okay. Um, yeah, so literally, you if you don't if you don't move at all and just hold spacebar, the ship just rises up. Uh, okay.
0: You don't, like, switch the different like, no, so subsections it's not, yeah, of the ship? Yeah, so you're not really,
2: can... like... Flying where you kind of you know you're kind of pitching up and down. It's just kind of very yeah x and y axis control. Just sort of
0: right. So you don't you don't need to like switch to like like weapon systems and that switches you over to like a different no. like, department of the ship or some department. Yeah, like so basically <laughs> you just you just area. steer around the map
2: and you have uh, and you might be a kind of slow ish destroyer or you might be a far much of the faster small frigate. And there's uh, there's an artillery ship where you are just a really long gun, essentially. Like your ship is just one, essentially a rail gun with an engine stuck on the back. And you you (laughs) just kind of, and it's really boring. Like, I had to go and you just sit, you just, essentially you hold spacebar, float to the top of the map and just sit there. And then, you know, if people come and try and get you, you just run away.
0: But the problem is the map feels
2: really small and so it feels really cluttered. Right. So almost, you don't really get this kind of sense of epic struggle. It's just kind of, oh, I, you, know, I've, you know, I, you know, I drove round a corner. Uh, and I ran into three ships, and I and I died in about four seconds. And so it almost yeah, has gosh. that kind of, and because it's quite fast paced, it almost has that sort of almost sort of first person shootery feel where your life is kind of inconsequential. Like, it doesn't really f- yeah. feel like you don't have that kind of. You never really get a sense that there's a captain standing at his command as, you know, big red lights are flashing, and it's like, the guns are down! More power to the engines! Raise the ship! You never really get that. It's just a bit.
1: Mm. You're a floating you're box. You're just kind of a
2: floating box it, with then guns on it. Because like, there's no. I mean, I guess it is the beta, but there's no uh, compartmentalized damage. You just have a health bar. Oh,
0: that seems the like as well, then. Yeah. What's the, like, how does
1: it... Do you have respawns, or is it one of those games where you like you die um, once and then you're out until the next round?
2: So, well, the, I think that, so there's Team Deathmatch where you just have respawns, and it's just a kill, it's right. a kill ticker. And then there's essentially the same, but you only have one life. Um, I, and I haven't right. tried that, and perhaps that might add a bit more tension to it. But because it's yeah. quite rapid, you don't really get a sense of, like, fleet engagement either. Because, you know, like, you might run around a corner, and you you run into, you get outnumbered, and you're immediately killed, and so you never really get this sort of clash of big spaceships. You just kind of get, um, yeah. It kind of feels like it doesn't ever feels that exciting. And there's there's a there's a, there's a little bit of that command sense where you have to, you can, you have like energy, and you can direct it to the shields, engines, or weapons.
0: Right. And it's it's
2: but it's an incredibly simple system, and doesn't feel That
0: satisfying. That's a shame. It sounds a bit like it's trying to be like a dog fighting game with like massive ships.
2: Yeah, it does. It does feel a lot more as though it's like a sort of dog fighting game almost. Like similar things, sort of like Thunder where you have a a small plane.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's a giant ship,
2: and it just there's a sort of disconnect between the scale and the kind of pacing and size of the map because like, the site, and the maps feel small, so you're just constantly—it's yeah, very compressed.
1: Just running at a foot. Yeah. Well, giant space, boats just fucking each other up and then dying and then respawning and. Yeah, it doesn't get stuck. It doesn't, the, it doesn't feel right? like
2: much. Of this you know, there's no sort of grand strategy, and perhaps, like maybe if you kind of reduce the player count and you had you know teams coordinating. You mm. might, but a lot of it is just you kind of spawn in, run forward, shoot. Blow
1: up. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, it sounds like the kind of thing where, like, what, what interests me about games like Eve is that, like, there's a lot of coordination going on in like the big scale battles, and they're not just like. I mean, obviously, I, I say it, it interests me to, to hear about Eve. I wouldn't want to play it, but yeah, it's um, what, you know, like
2: as far as like a Dell Eve is just a job. Like, it's you have to spend you have to spend <laughs> 27 hours a day playing Eve.
1: Yeah, but then this just sounds a bit like, uh, yeah, a bit like a first-person shooter, or what it actually sounds to me is like something that should be enjoyable but is actually really boring. So it sounds a bit to me like, like a worse version of World of Tanks with, uh, with spaceships. Yeah. and I fucking hate World of Tanks. It is, it
2: is very like that. It, um, I mean, I've played War Thunder, the tank version, which is kind of very similar, and it is very like that. You don't get. Yeah, just a bit disappointed. It doesn't
0: seem like it's like nailed the scale very well. Because you'd imagine, because they're big ships, it's all it'd all be really slow.
2: Yeah, and it is kind of slow, and so that's the and that's the like that's the problem. Like, so you don't really get a huge amount of joy out of the movement because it's just a bit sluggish, and there's nothing particularly unique about it. It is just like forwards, backwards, turning, and then kind of floating up and down. Uh... Yeah,
0: because when you like watch stuff that has like the big like. Uh, like space boat conflicts, like you'll see, like as they turn and like try and charge your weapon, another ship will have like moved a bit. Is there, like because it's cause it takes that time? They're always just like looking at their watches. Sometimes like waiting for the boat to move round. Yeah, so like so that it can fire. Cause we have played, I played Battlefleet
2: Gothic this year, which is great fun, and it's the It's the same thing. It's just this kind of space naval combat, but that's a real time strategy. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like, maybe it's just it's just a, it's just a sort of concept that's not that is particularly difficult to do from a real time like you you know can't, well not like sort of third person perspective.
0: Yeah, because hmm. it doesn't sound like like the physics engine's like particularly realistic either. Like the way it's like.
2: No, it's it's very okay
0: Doing it, especially because like it seems weird that they'd put it. On a planet as, like, the beta? Yeah. Because when you think of a space conflict, you don't think of it being on a planet. So that immediately makes you a bit confused as to what's actually going on. Slightly unusual, yeah. Uh, I think part
2: of it is because you're almost fragile if you kind of, you know, like... If, you know, if you run into two... Like, if you run into two ships... Like you're very, you can, you just, you go kind of go pop very quickly. So they add some, because they've set it on the planet, then they have these kind of canyons and things that essentially just essentially like cover and places to hide.
1: Uh, It it sounds quite weird to me, the idea of them being really like fragile, because when you imagine like big spaceship combat, you expect them to have like, it to be like quite meaty. You know, they'd be able to take a good few hits and there'd be like a quite protracted engagement.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then even when they get, they take hits, they like seal off like areas and so that it doesn't quite fall apart as quickly as it should, like, that would be more interesting to me, I think. Yeah. That it that they would be more sort of... I, I, I say realistic, but like that sort of realistic science fiction, I suppose, then, rather than it seeming yeah. to try and go for sort of guns blazing. And... You
2: almost get it when you end up in a sort of one-on-one situation, but it's still just a bit dull. Because essentially, like, sometimes you'll you'll come up on a ship and you, end up, you kind of just circle each other and you have one or two sort of like cooldown abilities where it's like fire sort of missiles or something like a sort of special attack and then on cooldown and it's kind of in a one on one it's you just kind of shoot at each other and on the dreadnought you're this huge ship with these giant sort of laser cannons but they feel inconsequential it's just like so, oh, oh, sh- I'm, ch- I'm chipping down his health and he's chipping down my health yeah. but yeah. because the maps are so yeah, small you very rarely get these kind of one-on-one engagements and so very mo- more often than not it's I'll just stick my head out around this canyon, oh god there's three of them and I'm dead
0: there was a um, an old-ish um uh, sort of space sim where you played as like a frigate and it felt like it controlled like it probably like it sort of would if it was real I'm trying to remember what the name was I, play, I got it off GOG like a couple of years ago uh, I don't remember what the name is if I remember it I'll put it in the description of the podcast because it, it, it sort of it, it more realistically sort of simulated each part of the ship so you'd have like in space you'd turn but you'd you might turn too far because it it assumed the perpetual motion yeah, was so going you, on, so, so if you didn't sure. backtrack as you were turning, then you'd just spin um and similarly <laughs> with when there was bits when you were on planets because it's heavy, it was just continuously sinking into the planet <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: because
0: it's it's massive, <laughs> so unless you pitched upwards often it would just con- you'd just end up scraping along the surface. Um, and there were some other bits of it like that like and, it, um, and on that you would switch between different areas like you could switch to uh, engineering and then tweak the things there or switch to your gunner's ports and do stuff there or the, the main helm where you'd actually control it from. Have
2: you guys played uh, Guns of Icarus? I, don't know I Just remember that that's a game that does, it, does the same sort of essence very well.
0: I haven't but I have always meant to I look at it and go, that looks good I feel like played I find someone to play it with me
2: yeah, so Guns of the I guess people don't know it's um, the same sort of thing. You're you, but it's in it's sort of steampunk, and you control these sort of big airships, that are sort of these big uh, zeppelin-style balloons. But then they have actual ships strung underneath, and you, uh, yeah. and it's a team game. So you, so one person is the pilot of the ship, and then everyone else is like the crew. And I think it's teams of four. I think. Uh, and you have one right. people that run around uh, and can choose to be engineers, and they just go and hit things with spanners. Uh, and then you have, you yeah, do. I mean, it's literally, literally the way you repair stuff is you just you, the animation is just you smacking the thing with a hammer. <laughs> uh, and then there are gunners who can control the different sort of hard points on the ship. And it's and, it's, and like the controls are the same, like you steer with WAS and you you essentially raise up and down because you're a, you're a balloon.
0: See, uh, I always look at it and think that looks really interesting. Talking of things, actually, where you just whack stuff. In uh, Civ 6, the builder just gets a massive hammer. He's like, you're building yourself a stable, hit it with a hammer. You're building a-, a mine, <laughs> hit it with a hammer. <laughs> Do you want that? Do you want a farm done? Hammer. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: there's, a little th- there's a little thing in Guns where it's like you-, you can customize your loadout a little bit. So you have like a spanner, which you can hit stuff with, and that fixes it. And then there's a buff hammer. And so, if you're an engineer, you can yeah. run up to a gun and just hit it with this large rubber mallet, and then that, and then that for a short <laughs> period of time, like increases the gun's damage. Or like if it's the engine, you just smack the engine with a rubber hammer, and it, it performs a little bit better for a short while. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, so guns because it's, uh, it's great though when you have a team because even when you're doing badly, like you get that sense of everything going wrong, like. You'll hear your engineer being like, "I can't fix everything. Everything's on fire," and like, and you know, your your balloon will burst, and you'll start losing height, and it feels like it should, rather than just. Oh no!
1: i yeah, I, I think it's, that's interesting because it's like you know, it's a, it's a team game rather than you know, you're just one boat by itself. Like you know, there's more of a sense of it being like a a manned object rather than just this thing that just you kind of float about yourself yeah like
2: you could you could easily be a, a single man craft like you don't get the sense that it's a big ship
0: mm. yeah maybe it would be better then if it did have like more team strategy like i don't know if it was more
2: yeah
0: well, cause like you don't, yeah. capturing an objective or ha- yeah. collect a Objectives thing would
2: help and also guns vicarious they Like I think the largest game mode is three v three, but a lot of them is just two v two, and so there's a lot of there's slightly more strategy to it because you never like you're you're sort of picking your engagements. You don't want to try and take on the whole of the other team yourself, so you're kind of manoeuvring to run away and re like rejoin your teammate if they get destroyed, and so stuff like that.
0: Yeah. It sounds yeah, guns of the It always looks exciting. I've seen videos that it just. Looks it's very hard though. Action like I think
2: and... me and I the friends that I played with, we've killed a ship. we've killed a ship. That that is our success. Yeah. We've played quite a bit. And we've
1: managed to kill a ship. <laughs> One ship. <laughs> I remember playing with randoms during the free weekend and it was a it was a bit it was a bit of a a bit of a challenge really, wasn't yeah. it? because uh, you have
2: to yeah, you oof. basically have to take their shields down and then once you've got the shields down you can start doing damage to the hull And but it's a very hmm. like there's quite a high learning curve to it and so you've got to be good
0: right.
2: and as a result we Keep were always practice. striving and we'd often be winning games purely by not dying Unless, <laughs> yeah. and, and essentially our other gut like the our, and doing damage but it would always be our teammate that would get the kill so like our, our fellow, our, sort of, our wing ship
0: Right. AI. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> so, like
2: the the other team of four. Um,
0: oh, it's like the other <laughs>
2: the other ship on your team.
0: I'm with you. Sorry. Uh, and so, speaking of strategy, sort of, kind of speaking of strategy, uh, do you want to tell us about Time Commanders? Check out that segment. Yeah. Then. So that we... that
2: returned to British TV. Uh, I think it went off the air in 2006, but essentially uh people play the total war series live on air uh but now it's hosted by uh Greg Wallace
0: yeah of uh yeah, i think State.
2: last time it was last time it was Richard Hammond and now it's uh, Greg Wallace
0: yeah <laughs> very very comparable people i think do you want to tell us a bit about what they did and who they uh, were and what battles yeah, they Yeah so like
2: this George. this week it was they they got two teams uh, there were three wrestlers from Glasgow and three posh lads from London. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a match-up. Yeah, they'd, they'd, really, they'd really pick the team. So like, Cultural they're, scores they're to <laughs> like, settle there. <laughs> these, yeah, these three sort of posh 20 somethings in sort of blue suit trousers and shirts, and then these three wrestlers from Glasgow in like I think they've got like team t-shirts so in their sort of like purple team (laughs) t-shirts oh god to find out who it was
1: it wasn't Grado was it because he's he's omnipresent Uh,
2: I don't know they didn't say like what scale of wrestling they were whether they were just like uh, amateur or yeah 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 okay Um, yeah it was quite funny and so each team got to have a go at the game because I don't think either team had ever played it before
1: uh, mm. Yeah, a... it, it was a real thing but like so like well, the, the wrestlers kind of were like
2: thing. showed up and were sort of we're hard, and then they were like, "Hello, we like to play board games and we like history." <laughs> and <laughs> this is posh, well, like, you know. Uh, yeah, so they each got to have a go. Uh, where one person is the team captain, who kind of is in charge of commanding everything, and then the other two are captains who essentially stand next mm. to the guy actually playing Total War and kind of relay the orders. Right, okay.
1: So it's not relying on their no. like technical skill at the no, game. No, they
2: don't they don't need to actually physically control the games. So they stats at the
1: That would be hard. The general
2: stands at this kind of big table, I guess as a tactical view of the of the map. Does he get a hat? No, it's really disappointing. They don't get any <laughs> they don't get any hats. Uh That's <laughs> a shame. And then they they're standing in front of a giant here. like screen that is kind of that is showing the battle and then kind of in the shadows yeah. you can see a guy playing total war with a headset on with one of the captains kind of standing at his shoulder pointing at what he wants to do
1: the captive nerd
2: <laughs> yeah like it must be so frustrating because they're probably <laughs> yeah. really good at the game but the fact that <laughs> and so the, and so but they're having to obey the orders of these people that have absolutely no idea what they're doing
1: <laughs> Mate, do you even know he's got bad charge defence? Don't put him there.
2: Literally it was that and so yeah, so each one got to play one like really tiny skirmish against an AI. Uh and so they were using Rome two total war? Uh and so right. one team were the Romans who were the posh guys from London and then the the wrestlers were the Carthaginians. And they each got to do a skirmish, and then they had a big battle, which was the kind of final half hour of the show. Alright. And then they got, they had some historical experts to tell us about the weapons that were being used. Who were so keen, and like they were essentially a parody of themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is like so they so they so they like they would be these little intercut segments, and they'd be like today we're looking at the roman pylum uh and it's i don't know it's really like they're just so yeah it's difficult to describe they were hilarious like and then so they they'll kind of demonstrate it so they got like this will be our barbarian shield uh Danny here if you run along with the shield, you'll simulate a barbarian shield wall i'm gonna throw the throw the roman pylum uh the kind of this javelin that they had, and he throws it and goes, and goes through the shield. And then sort of like five of them pile in round the shield to kind of give their in depth analysis. And so, th- <laughs> so this this spear is punched straight through the shield and is sort of halfway embedded. You know, there's a good sort of two feet of spear sticking out the back of the shield. And then and they're all giving this what they think I guess is in depth analysis and then so half of goes one as you can see, it's punched right the way through the shield. I'm like I Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a like a convention of chirpy English, not chirpy fucking history yeah, it's teachers, like, just the, who've yeah. all unionized. And like the main
2: guy is kind of in his sort of white chinos and blue shirt with a with like a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. And so they're yeah. and they're running around in this sort of horse yard. And um yeah, you know the kind of where you have that kind of it's like the sandy horse area. I can't remember what you call them. Yeah. yeah and the test the weapons. But then they have the same thing with the commentators, who I think are at, like actual historians, to some extent, commentating on what's going wrong. And then you have Greg Wallace, who's actually standing with the contestants, essentially give, like screaming in their ear about how they're doing. And I felt a little bit bad, because it seemed like the, the posh guys seemed like they were set up to lose their skirmish. Just a tiny bit because you get, you get in. So in Rome, you get the. If you zoom all the way out, you get a little tactical view where it shows you the kind of oh, yeah. blocks. And they showed that right at the start of theirs. And I think they were outnumbered two to one and, like, set up to walk oh, into yeah. an ambush. I was like, seems, seems a little unfair. <laughs> but it was quite funny. So they walk in and essentially walk straight into the ambush. Uh, and then Greg Wallace <laughs> is just, like, Dancing around between them, going, "You're mulled! You're absolutely mulled!" <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, 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 and then an elephant shows up. And he's like, "That elephant's making a motorway through your men!" And he's going, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" I was like, Cal- "Calm down, Greg! Calm down!"
1: <laughs> he has to rein himself in for MasterChef. This is his release.
2: <laughs> just, he yeah. just absolutely jumps around. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And then yeah, and then it comes down to this big final battle where they play directly against each other, and each team is allowed one timeout, where you can kind of all call right. a pause to the whole thing, and then all the experts crowd round and advise them on what they should be doing.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, and yeah, essentially they the got the the poor like the wrestlers just got absolutely destroyed.
0: <laughs> That's like it's funny
2: they both they both lined up and they both did the classic like total war player thing of. Fighting defensively, so you just set up your men in a nice defensive line and just and sit wait. there.
1: I'll sit <laughs> in yeah. out. Boys. and, they, they, and they both
2: did that, and they were just like, "Right, we're gonna we're gonna wait here, let them come and attack us."
1: <laughs> the AI is always dominoth, but real humans.
2: And so yeah, both. Um, so both of them did it, and then the ro- the the guys from London, who were the Romans, had a slight cavalry advantage. Basically, put all their cavalry on one side, wiped out the opposing cavalry. Uh and then kind of marched in. And the Carthaginians who had elephants right. ended up wasting them just by charging them straight straight but, tra- straight at the enemy but without any support. So the elephants arrived. Well hit the Romans and then just got surrounded and killed.
1: There were just elephants on their own, really? Yeah. Just crying there.
2: But it, yeah, it was quite funny, so and they oh, were just
1: well.
2: Yeah, as like someone really enjoys the war. there there's so many like gaffes where it was just like, What are you doing? What? why why are you doing that? <laughs>
1: Shout <laughs> at them, dumb <laughs> bastards!
2: Yeah, like it was the, uh... yeah, it's quite funny. But yeah, it's 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 an incredibly cringy, overproduced, uh, it's like awkward, total war let's play. But it's just it's it's hilarious.
1: That sounds incredible. It also sounds kind of infuriating. Yeah, is yeah to it was a little bit. But
2: they, it was all. I mean. They, like, they're not very good with the camera work at showing actually the battle itself because they're constantly cutting Yeah. which slightly relieved things because it meant I couldn't see the big errors. Like there were, There's one, one, one moment where it cuts and there's just this unit of Carthaginian slingers who are terrible in melee these light infantry, just kind of these lads in tunics and there's just this large like unit of Roman heavy cavalry just standing kind of 50 metres away who just haven't had yeah, just I'm watching, watching them. them it's like what are you, argh, what are you doing <laughs> charge <laughs> them down and they're gone
0: <laughs> oh dear uh I, I must watch it it's not, i will have to watch it tomorrow it sounds it's on great. I, yeah
2: so it's on iplay i think there's it's uh nice. mondays at nine <laughs> on bbc4 and it must shock it must I shock bbc4 night. viewers because i mean bbc4 is is uh it's all classical music documentaries and recently they've been having slow television so i think so they've so they one is just like a train journey on
0: yeah <laughs> they do that they and then
2: there's like there was a there was a bus ride where it was two hours of bus tour
1: so they put a camera on a bus and it just went around the countryside for two hours jesus christ <laughs> yeah there's a and couple
0: suddenly... of um like the nordic ones like that on netflix it's like seven hours of watching some old ladies knit and uh like a eight-hour train (laughs) journey that is mostly tunnels through um i remember i I once i once
1: fell into a a weird a weird hole on the internet right and ended up spending a lot of time actually over the course of a couple of days watching like like there were there were live streams of train stations (laughs) Like and I ended up spending hours just watching this live stream of a Japanese train station because their public transport is on point. Oh you yeah, know? it is. They're, they know how to do it. So it's just everything was al- arriving on time, and you could see all the passengers filing in and going in. The announcer <laughs> had a very calming voice. Didn't and, make you uh, want to play
0: um play Train Simulator afterwards.
1: No, no, it didn't. Didn't get that far. <laughs> Nothing can make me want to play Train Simulator. But yeah, I can yeah, I can no. totally imagine uh Channel Four oh not Channel Four, uh, um BBC four viewers just being suddenly like horrified. Just they're sitting there with their fucking like midday sherries and suddenly <laughs> there's the guy off Master Chef screaming at a bunch of Ouija wrestlers that they've fucked up with their elephants yeah, like Greg Wallace The on? elephants
2: are coming, the elephants are coming <laughs> I mean, perhaps perhaps they would really enjoy like someone just doing a very diligent Let's Play of Train Simulator.
0: <laughs> yeah, they might do. Uh, just
1: one of those <laughs> one of those Let's Players that gets like five views every video, but you know he's going to upload at the same time every single day of the week. Uh, if
2: you're listening, mm. BBC Four Channel X, that's that's my idea, and I am open to offers if you would like to take it. <laughs>
0: Do all the sims, like the trucker ones and stuff, because they're all, like, same sort of thing.
2: Yeah. And this week on PC 4 yeah. we're driving from Antwerp to Berlin in Truck yeah. Simulator. You Remember
0: yeah.
1: they, re- they recently released that thing in, like, what was it, the American Truck Simulator that, like, doubles the scale of the map? So you can get some good, oh, you good go. mileage out of that. Yeah. Just, just hours and hours. And, I mean, I, I've done it. I've done it. I've I don't have make... any of those. Oh, you're missing out. You can pick your Never. own radio channel, and you just you just drive about, and <laughs> you feel like your life force slipping away. But at the same time, it's pleasant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> pleasant life force slipping <laughs> away.
1: Yeah, like it's like it's like knowing. Have you like you're gonna die slowly, but you enjoy have it? Have you seen Have
2: you seen right, um, like... Soil and Green? Is it called Soil and Green? The, the film. film where the the euthanasia clinics in that where you they like where you go and sit in a bed and then like sort of dim colours play and you get to watch nature at oh, these <laughs> euthanasia clinics but instead it's just and now a truck simulator let's play
1: <laughs> I, you you just get sat down with truck simulator and they put in an IV of cyanide and eventually it kills you. But you're you're perfectly yeah, happy. It
2: turns out they didn't even need the cyanide <laughs> truck simulator was enough. It just lulls people off to the other side.
1: No, you just like you, you realise a few days later you've spent like four continuous days playing truck simulator, you're on the brink of exhaustion, you you've not eaten, and you just you just lean down, you arrive, do a perfect a perfect like like I don't know, like three point turn maybe, reverse your load into the truck and you release it. From the back of your truck, kind of metaphorically, <laughs> and die. <laughs> anyway,
0: moving moving on from uh, euthanasia. Let's <laughs> <Well, I mean, laughs> talk to about be a um... public
2: transport. Uh, you've been playing something that's uh, rather nifty for those on the go. The PS Vita. Uh, yeah, I
0: have I have I have I've been I recently invested in a Vita. Partly because we got sent a code for a game for it and nobody else had one, so I could justify it to myself to get home. How, PS how much did it cost you? Uh, £75 with like six games and uh, a memory card because the Vita is stupid, doesn't have any internal storage for you to download games. That is or why I haven't bought install one. Install any games, it's just, yeah.
1: I, I, I considered buying one. When it like a while ago and I was like how much is a like a decent memory card you know like maybe 32 gigs and I looked and it was like they were you well know had yeah. to sell my kidney and I was just
0: like I oof, the, yeah, that, they were, I'll buy a 3DS mm, they were like retailing for like half the price that I paid for that Vita I got it on eBay so I was just like stalking all the people selling it. Um, selling them so yeah that's where I'd recommend picking one up right. but other than that I love it it's brilliant um, I've had ps plus for goodness knows how long now so every month even though i didn't have a vita until about a month ago i'd always just be like yeah sure free games free games someday you never know a vita might land on my lap and i'll get to play some of these games uh, <laughs> years later that bounty has played off i've got like at least 50 games on there to is, that, is that all the games uh, that were I guess,
2: ever released for the vita
0: not quite, I don't think. It's, it's A lot of them three, are puzzle platformers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, well, yes. I, the only game I've actually bought is Persona 4, and the rest of them I'm just I'm just surfing on the laurels at the moment. It's just, just free games. Nice, and then, nice. when I get through enough of them, I can sink the rest of my life into uh, Persona 4.
1: You see, my thought with the PS Vita, right, is the problem with its appeal in western markets is basically that it doesn't appeal to any... like the, the catalog is good it's got good games but it doesn't appeal to anyone who doesn't like really japanese games like like there's no like middle like nintendo's games like you get a mario game that's like it's quite universal but you know yeah. the vita has a lot of you know like you know stuff that if if you're like a person who's not into like into like anime designs and stuff like that you just you'll, you might not get anything out of it
0: it does have a lot a lot of Japanese games. That is oh, true. Like vastly, uh, like
1: yeah, very one the, Japanese ones.
0: It does, but one of the benefits of it is it has a massive catalogue of PlayStation 1 games. Oh yeah, uh, that's true. So if you at any point owned a PlayStation 1 and enjoyed things like Spyro and Ape Escape, uh, then you're in luck because they're all on it and there. Like a couple of pound each, so man, I no, had back in the day. So yeah, and it's like all like all the classic Final Fantasies are on there, and it has all the PSP games. So again, if you ever had a PSP and wanted to play a PSP game, you could just like Papaton it on and um, name other PSP games that are not. Really Japanese. Uh, God of War. There were a couple of God yeah. of
2: War exclusive exclusive
1: PSP games. There you go. Yep. <laughs> there you go.
0: God, yep. of, War. God of War games. Were, yeah. I like I really struggled they were, then. They were. They were, they
2: were bad.
0: You, like, <laughs> you like the yeah. game about that big angry bastard? Get it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, it has. It, there's an interesting catalog, and there's a lot of like indie uh, puzzle platformer games, which I'm slowly working my way through. So I, I finished. Neil Neil Nihil Umbra recently, that's how you pronounce it. It's like Nihilation and Umbra put together. Right. and I'm playing the Swapper at the moment and I've got Swacamele downloaded and I've got Lumo as well. Uh so those are really good um if you like puzzle platformers there's there's plenty of them on the Vita like... and, and if you've ever had a PlayStation Plus subscription you've probably got at least a handful of good games. Um, like there's I I've got Ratchet and Clank and the Jack and Daxter trilogy, which is gonna have me set for a while just from those two. Anyway, you were gonna say something for me I, I feel like puzzle platformers
1: around. work quite well on handhelds because yeah. they can be kinda of handled in chunks.
0: Yeah, I know they can. Like the swapper at the moment I like maybe do a level before bed or like while I'm like waiting for the kettle to boil I'll just do a quick quick puzzle or the same when I was doing uh Neil Umbra and stuff like that. So they have they they nail like so well on the on a handheld. Plus, I, one thing I'd, one I would say
1: about Swapper though is it is it does I think it's a game that looks amazing on a massive screen though, just because it's a game that has you know you know its graphic style like the yeah
0: yeah it is stuff. beautiful yeah is I it imagine it does game. look lovely on a big screen. I mean it looks nice on a handheld and I like playing it in the dark. I think I get the most out of it then. <laughs> <laughs> like, under the covers. Under the co- yeah, <laughs> you joke, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I quite like the touchscreen on the Vita as well. Do a lot um, of games make use of it? A couple. I've got like like Swapper does, but I've never really used it because it's not as accurate as using an analog stick because I have chunky fingers. Because
2: uh, there's a touchscreen on the back, isn't there? It's like it's a dual There
0: are two thing. on the back that are a bit like the you know the touch pads on a laptop. Uh, right. if the, yeah, the tra- <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sort of traces they feel a bit like that. But the actual front screen is an entire touch screen like on your phone. And works yeah, right. in a similar way. Like you can use the menu through just button presses on the screen. And then uh Lumines uses it for like you can place the blocks and stuff. So that's like like the rhythm like block placing game. It's like Tetris with music attached. That uses it and um Oh Stealthink, Stealthink was worth was the game that I got a bit obsessed with? That's another sort of puzzle platformer on the Vita, and, not, and on other things, it's it's on Steam and all the other consoles as well. Uh, but yeah, I I, it's just got a really good catalog for people who, a either like puzzle platformers or b really like Japanese games because they all seem to come on it.
2: Yeah, I think that was, that was almost okay. what, I kind of not turned me off, but just nothing. There was nothing. I got particularly excited about for it because I had a PSP and really and loved it and heard about the Vita. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's awesome! It's a you know a straight tech upgrade, and there's, I'm really excited to see what they can do. But nothing, yeah. like early on, nothing came out that, uh, that I was particularly excited about or particularly impressed me.
0: Yeah, I don't think it has a lot of like actual <laughs> releases that are that good, like that are like Vita only. Well, hmm. I don't know if it's like um, Vita
2: only, but apart from, apart from, I was thinking that. Back when it was just the PSP, you would get lots of games that would release on all the consoles and PSP. Yeah. So you, yeah, I mean, often that you know there'd be slimmed down versions, or there'd be like a or the PSP version would be fairly different, but it would kind of be like a uh, released alongside. But that was something that mm. I never really saw with the Vita. Like you'd get no like with the PSP, it'd be like oh you'd have the, you know releasing on. 360, PlayStation 3, and the PSP.
1: Well, they tried it with uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, and it was fucking atrocious, and I think that stopped anyone from trying again. Well, Well, I think. Actually, yes.
0: Yeah, there is apparently. I did not realise that. They keep seeing it. They keep advertising it. You should try this. (sighs) Thank you. You shouldn't. You really shouldn't.
2: uh, Well, actually, and then lots lots of. Well, not often alongside, but loads of games had a, like a spin off onto Vita. Like there was an Assassin's Creed game on the on not on Vita on on PSP. Like there yeah. were a couple. Mm-hmm. There was a Call of Duty. There was uh there were like three Medal of Honors. Um, they yeah. were often
1: a bit crap. Though. Well, that like the issue, I, was, I think. Sometimes.
2: I mean, the, the like the Call of Duty was decent enough. And but well, that's the thing like I like I was you know I played them at quite a young age, so you yeah, pack, like yeah. you did, didn't and. And so, like it, it, was like my one of my main accesses to video games. I so never like, so you didn't feel, mm. so it still felt quite exciting. But I yeah. mean, all like the God of War games were worked really well on on PSP. And I, I mean, like the Assassin's Creed game was, I think it was, I think it came out just after one.
1: Possibly. Yeah, I think I know the one you mean. Yeah, I remember? Yeah,
2: it was. It was kind of a continuation of Altaïr's um, story. And it wasn't
0: that it was it was you know
2: it was decent for a for a handheld game like it. That's right. But like games didn't really do that with the
0: beta. Well, I think that they sort of have. There's just not been as many that have done like spin off games. I think there's there's quite a lot I'm having a flick through now, uh, that have had like simultaneous releases, but they're not there's not been any major name ones. There've been a lot of, like said before, Japanese games that have released on Both, like the, uh, where is
2: it? Well, you you Uh, can play PlayStation Four games on the Vita, can't you? You can stream it to your Vita.
0: Can my internet's not amazing, so it doesn't really work very well. I can do the same thing with my Sony trademark
1: Xperia trademark phone, and yeah, it doesn't handle it very well. To be honest, it doesn't. Yeah,
0: it it it, it handles a lot of latency. yeah, Yeah, it works better on the PS3. It brings stuff to it a bit better, but still not, not to the point where I'm like I just play on that. Well, <laughs> I like, I I'd,
1: I'd, I'd play like a JRPG or something on it, but I wouldn't touch a shooter, and I would not touch a fighting game with a ten foot barge pole.
0: No, yeah, I no, I suppose yeah, like an RPG, I'd probably play on it, but yeah, like I was saying, they've had some games that have released on both. Like the Digimon game came out on both. They've had like the World of Final Fantasies come out on both, like lots of the Lego games have come out on both. There's been there's like a lot of like you said though, like a lot of Japanese games have come out on both things, and then quite a lot of indie games have been ported to the Vita that are on everything anyway. Yeah, so, I guess it's mm, just a lot. A it's lot just, of the like
2: AAA franchises just didn't feel like they were picking it up.
0: Yeah, I'm there's just I, I, yeah. Well, like I said, there's just there's nothing like that's like beta exclusive really that you're like, ooh, I should really get it to play that. Oh,
1: I never had a system seller really did it.
0: It's the the yeah, the only the good things to play in it are either things from a different console or they're on current gen consoles anyway. Yeah. I I Just feel like maybe I is- feel like I
1: don't know, I'm not I've not formed a thought properly. Go ahead.
2: I'll say maybe what it needs is it needs to run Skyrim because I mean if that's enough to sell the
0: Nintendo
2: <laughs> Switch, then yeah, so where, like people go nuts about playing Skyrim on anything.
0: Oh, yeah. Like but, a, a yeah, lot of
2: they... the um, Sky, like I remember the Skyrim subreddit. People love uh, showing that they can play Skyrim in the bath or on the toilet by doing the Steam Share or was it in home <laughs> streaming? I'm like, look what I can play Skyrim on. I can play it on my tablet in in bed, upside down. It's not worth it.
1: Play an actually good game instead.
0: Yeah, it... <laughs> people like are mad about Skyrim, and I, I don't really get it. But um,
1: it's it's yeah, it's a bit of a mystery to me as well. But and there we go. There, there's all our listeners gone. All of them were massive Skyrim fans. They have to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll
2: I'll defend it. I I I really enjoyed it at at release. I still, and I still drop back into it very occasionally.
1: I mean, it was all right, but I don't think it, like a lot of Bethesda games, it was all right, but didn't kind of merit the kind of enormous response it got.
0: Yeah, I am totally on board with that. It's yeah, uh,
2: I can, I can, I can, I can understand, like, yeah, like I think the main, the main story was, bleh.
0: But uh, yeah, Bethesda games. I think are yeah, I think like it's it's a so it's
2: a sort of niche that if you really enjoy then always get loads out of it but
0: yeah bethesda games always to me kind of feel like b movies sort of they're like they're like they have like a grand like idea but then their execution's always a bit like really it's just not as good as it like seems like it could have been but Beth- games to me right
1: they always remind me of do you know when you go to like a like a some kind of family event and then there's like there's like a there's like catering but it's not proper catering it's just like a big table filled with sandwiches yeah and i mean you can spend all day there eating sandwiches and eventually you're going to feel sick but uh you know they're not incredible sandwiches um <laughs> i feel like i lost that analogy at some point
0: but... <laughs> i kind of got what you meant though yeah, yeah i, 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 I follow like you your thought.
1: that kind of philosophy of uh just content over quality I dunno, yeah. like I think
2: I think a lot I think that's the thing, with Skyrim a lot of the qual like the quality stuff is to be found outside the main campaign. Like the main the main mm. story is unexciting. It's not...
1: Quite shite really, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Whereas a lot of the like choice and freedom and role playing aspect comes from just what you choose to do outside of
1: that. I suppose it's just Which is that's like mm. what
2: I really enjoyed, like whenever I go back in I just go and do all the stuff that I still haven't done. And it's fun to just Discover new things because there is so much.
1: All right, uh, we've derailed this with Skyrim, but I think because I said it was bad, we well, were <laughs> talking about the Vita, weren't we? Uh, we, we were. Yeah, we were. Saying we were.
2: If Vita yeah. ran Skyrim, maybe that would. Aye. People would pick up. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for like, or there was anyway. Rest yeah, I in peace. A, o- a lot of opportunity for like, because it, it's quite a, it can do graphically intensive games. Like there was that Killzone game on it.
2: Yeah, that was a that was a launch. I think. Mm. That was one yeah. of that was like yeah, one of their big flagship games.
1: I like yeah. a like a statement of intent, like this console can do, you know, proper first person shooters,
0: and just no one else bothered with it. Hmm. Well, it's got the Metal Gear Collection and stuff on it, but that, and it's yeah, got but that, a bunch that, of other that was, stuff. That... Those
2: are all just the PSP HD remakes.
0: No, no, it's got two and three as well. Oh,
2: okay. I didn't realize. I knew it, so, I, knew it had, I knew it came with an HD version of Peace Walker.
0: Yeah, no, it's got it's got two and three because so It can do sort of like. PS2 era graphics quite yeah. easily, so I think there was there was opportunity to do stuff, so, but it like there's just not a lot. But I recommend yeah. it to people who a had a bunch of games on PSP that they still want to play, like long RPGs. Um, it's got tons of those if you really want an RPG machine. Yeah, Vita is definitely your console. You've got Tactics Ogre for for PSP. You've got, oh, Tactics um, Ogre. Oh there's, my boy there's both there's both Persona 3 for the PSP and then there's the the Persona 4 Golden which is right. going to have you there for ages there's there's Crisis Core if you were into that um I don't understand why you would be oofed. bit shit but so let's um, not talk
1: if, about Crisis Core
0: <laughs> if you were it's on there like there's all the final fantasy games from like from I think at least 7 you can play, through 9 you can
1: you can play all the good ones and then if you got brain damage you can play the shout spin-offs as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. There actually yeah, there is there is 4 and there's 4 after years, so you oh, can really like do yourself some damage if you want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, you mentioned the, <laughs> Why uh, do they even like X-Men's that console. game is like <laughs> Four is quality. 4 then, is is like one of my favorites and then the <laughs> after <laughs> it's one, just that. <laughs> yeah, you are like there's no need i was i was happy with the conclusion what what is the opposite
2: is that just when i'm it's like is it just them at a retirement home and now i'm just i'm (laughs) I'm imagining the people that i saw in final fantasy 15 but just like in a retirement home just lots of old people with like massive hair in black leather but just like wrinkled in an armchair
0: (laughs) no no final fantasy 4 was classy it was like set in like a more medieval era with um (laughs) it's like the classic sort of like Dark Knight and like Dragoon stuff and (laughs) the classic uh, four crystals go and stop them getting shafted um, yeah with some awesome music at the same time but then after it it was like set what two years after or something and um, it was just nonsense it was like they had an intern in for a day who came up with this mental (laughs) idea and then they made a game out of it It was designed the whole thing yeah, it's just like this is not good, <laughs> and it was long, it was like 25 hours or something. It was, yeah, I avoid that. But there is, there's uh, there's Final Fantasy Dystir, the fighting game, which is yeah. quality. That, if you haven't played that, uh, the second, the sequel, which is basically the same game but expanded, is on there, and that is amazing. So, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy or JRPGs, then. There's loads of stuff on the Vita. Yeah, there's a. Does the
1: Vita. One thing that's really important to me. Does the Vita have a port? Does it. Can. Is there a PS Store version of Dragon Quest Eight?
0: That is a good question. I don't think so, because I think that Nintendo owned the rights to them now. Because uh, I, I know they did. I know there's an
1: iOS version, and I know there's a planned 3DS version, but.
0: Yeah, I. I... I don't think so. this Dragon Quest Builders, but yeah. no, that's that's it. I uh, think so. It's
1: I mean I I I have to admit as an RPG fan, there there are very good appeals for the Vita, just because I'm into RPGs and I'm quite heavily into like tactics RPGs as well, mm. and so obviously the PSP was good and the Vita's probably good as well. But then even now it's a bit price prohibitive just because you have to find a good eBay deal. Like I'd never buy one. Oh year. yeah.
0: No, no, they're like 180 quid or something still, That's and then you have ridiculous. to buy a memory stick if you want to play any of the old yeah. games. And if
1: you want to download stuff, you have to, well, you have to source like a, because the, the games for it aren't small either, like because they're quite modern and they have quite relatively good graphics, like they're not small games. Like, like, you take the 3DS and you can just stick any old SD card in it. You can just grab like yeah. a 64 yeah. gig it's one for like got 10 all right.
0: Well, it's got all right internal storage in the first place. I don't understand why they've got. Basically Nothing. none. Yeah. Like some games that you come in a box, you have to have a memory card, or like they just won't work. Yeah. They say it's requires a memory card that costs about forty quid for, like the smallest one. I that mean. seems like utter madness to me.
1: I remember with the PSP, you could get like a, you could get an adapter that just meant that an SD card could just slot in, so you didn't have to buy overpriced Sony proprietary memory. Yeah. But yeah. Just really? Fucked it this time. Oh, I didn't realise that. I,
2: I I had the reverse where I could slot the tiny little cards into a main SD card adapter. But
1: um. well, I, I say like I mean obviously you couldn't get like a proper sized SD card, but you could get like a you know the tiny ones, the micro SDs, mm. and you can just click that in, and it works. I think I think it does trick it somehow into thinking it's a proper Sony one rather than a than a than a that like, you know aftermarket one, but.
0: Yeah, it was it just yeah the whole like having to have a specific Sony SD card is is nonsense. Atrocious. Yeah. I've got.
2: I was gonna say I've got some exciting news that we could wrap up with, but yeah, yeah, I've pretty much got uh, news. Yeah. Well, it's a a question from a listener.
1: Oh, holy Ooh. shit! Well, I mean, Who? um is it a
2: comment. question from you that you? No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> okay, from John Smith. From no. um... <laughs> but it was it was for I was listening to you talk about Orwell. Uh okay. Uh, yeah, you know. Question was...
1: from Borge Jarker here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. From this real person. <laughs> uh definitely real. Definitely not a made up name. Uh yeah, but it was for you, you know, they wanted uh, they're wondering if you'd seen Snowden and whether that like reframed uh Orwell at all for you. But I mean, you, I might, you might not have seen Snowden, so perhaps. No, I, I haven't seen go it do yet, unfortunately. I have homework and answer.
1: <laughs> not in person, not uh, for a while. Yeah. He's not been out much recently. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, uh, no, I assume I he meant the uh.
2: he means the film with Joseph Gordon Levitt. But... <laughs> yeah, I assume he
1: does. What? <laughs> he doesn't come around for coffee anymore. does yeah. <laughs> not see him down in the pub anymore. He's not on my team for Time Commanders anymore. <laughs> I
2: applied for time commanders. I was so bitter they did not choose me.
0: <laughs> and they chose these um yeah,, <laughs> you weren't a wrestler and you weren't uh, some other one from London. I'm not physically fit you enough didn't...
2: and I'm not I'm not posh enough. You didn't yeah.
1: embody the class struggle enough for <laughs> yeah, Time Commanders true. I'm afraid. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you need like a stereotype that they could put you in, that's, that's what yeah. you need. There
1: is no middle ground on time commanders.
0: <laughs> no. Um So you've not seen the film? I haven't, no. I'm watching um, Person of Interest at the moment on Netflix, which is kind of semi-Orwellian. They, It's a American TV series where someone's invented a machine that basically spies on everyone and spits out numbers for terrorist attacks and uh, potential violent attacks on civilians. And it's like them using that information to try and do good. Which is like, it, I feel like it tries to go like, the real estate is not so bad, like, we save people, and it's like, yeah, but you're still spying on literally everything, and, like, it's a machine that does it, so, you know, (laughs) like, the machine's impartial, (laughs) and it's like, yeah, but still, (laughs) Uh, yeah, Uh, it's interesting, I watched the first, like, four or five episodes, uh, so I'm going to see where that goes with the the idea, but it, it sort of... I think it's by J.J. J. Abrams, so it's kind of it's running really in that sort of it's toying with the Orwellian ideas by while trying to still be like a, an American action TV series, a <laughs> bit of a bit of a
1: Minority Report vibe there, like yes, yeah, like
0: sort of, have, yeah. You know, we
1: have this thing that basically it basically does things right and it's kind of impartial, but isn't yeah, it just sort of fundamentally evil.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they haven't really addressed that. They've just sort of gone, we save people, it's fine, and like. It's going to end badly. It's going to end badly. Yeah, there's going to be a twist, isn't there? <laughs> it's just going to end badly. <laughs> yeah. At some point, even if it's like four scenes in, <laughs> it's going to end really badly. It's going to start targeting
1: people who say the after years is good, and then <laughs> then, the, then they'll just say they
0: deserve it, really, did not they? <laughs> yeah. We can let them go first while we figure out what to do. <laughs> God, what was wrong with that game? <laughs> I see. I normally I like most Final Fantasy games. I'll I'll play through them and still go. It had good points to it. That is probably the only Final Fantasy end I've ever gone. This is complete shite. Even a Dirge of Cerberus though. Uh yeah. Even Dirge of Cerberus has like like nice moments in it. Like it looks good in points. Like you do. Yeah. It is. It is nonsense. But there are bits of it that you like. This is at least partially enjoyable. Um. Yeah, I I still define Deinoceras.
1: I think I think we should take reader questions more often. Yeah. If well, you I yeah. uh, say reader was, listener yeah, questions. That was
2: from just Alex. Just A Alex fake name, a did. fake username. If I ever heard one, definitely definitely <laughs> set up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Thanks for that. And if you have a question, message us, preferably via the internet. Have we have yet. We should. We have yet to set up our uh, messenger pigeon coop, but that's yeah, on the way. Yeah.
1: True. We don't take uh, Morse code quite yet. No. The interpreter is still arguing with us about pay, so...
0: Yeah. If you send lots of, like, really random letters to Mike, though, I think he'd... he'd ah, he'd love, he'd love it. He'd love it. He likes getting letters. Okay, so Put His in. little face, when he sees a letter come through the post box, and then, oh, he just lights up like a Christmas tree.
1: Especially yeah. if it's either written in blood, or it's, like, st- stitched together with newspaper
0: clippings. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Especially when it references his family members being taken hostage. Exactly. He loves that.
1: <laughs> Here's, I've got a reader question here. It says that my family has been taken and I need to cough up the money or they'll lose a toe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he loves that shit. <laughs> we should we should put out a call though, a call for responses on Twitter or Facebook yeah. and see if anyone replies what, to it.
2: Canvas for death threats.
0: Yeah, I, I was merely like, reader feel like, questions. Like, yeah. That's people that
2: write things on the internet. That's just a, it's a dangerous line.
0: Yeah. I think drum up some let, controversy. Let them come
1: naturally rather than. <laughs> no, you got to seek them out. You got to find the real loonies that way, and then then you can highlight them, and then you'll get you'll get people feel sorry for you <laughs> and follow you on Twitter. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Get, yeah that's the real maverick new uh it's a new thing the kids are doing searching out the death threats rather than waiting for them to come De- to death threats first proactive controversial content
2: second you just kind of flip the order <laughs> exactly,
0: yeah. Exactly. yeah exactly um right let's wrap up this <laughs> episode of the podcast um we're only barely <laughs>
1: over an hour this time that's that's tight scheduling
0: that is good yeah, I'm, so it's those
1: efficient segues
0: because yeah, yeah. our last one we did together was by far our longest one where we completely lost it for Yeah. Was that like the hour and hour and a half one? Yeah, yeah.
2: We, uh, took a dive that, down. That's where they got tangent, rid of me. I had
1: to argue lane. had to argue for weeks for them to let me back on. They said I was banned. <laughs> Put him back in the box
0: and he wasn't allowed exactly. out until he'd written it lines of I'm sorry I rambled for too long. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> well, um, thank you for listening uh, to the Game of Time podcast. If you have founders without the website attached, you can find us at gamertime.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at gamertime.uk. You can also send any questions to that address as well. Please, thank you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at NevadaHM, and you guys are.
1: Uh, you can follow me at at Gavin underscore GTUK.
2: Uh, I'm. At underscore scruffy looking capital S, capital L.
0: Super. Uh, one last thing. If you guys could subscribe and leave a review on the various review leaving places, that would be brilliant because uh, we don't have one yet. So, do it.
1: Yep, and we can only fake so many before we're caught.
0: <laughs> exactly. And, and five stars only. We don't need any of your any anything else. If, if, exactly. If you, if you leave anything less than five,
1: don't just... even think about it.
0: Yeah, just just don't bother. But uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.